I think the older that I get, the more grateful I become. I think that now that I've got happily married, I've got two sons, and that that's a that's enough for me. You know, like ha- having like a, having a family is is really is everything that 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 I'm I'm grateful for, and it's it's not it's not where I would have thought my gratitude would have come from at a younger age. I thought it would have been more aligned with success and potentially like financial gain. But now I'm I'm 36 years old. And I mean, especially in times of like COVID and stuff, I think that gratefulness really just um, hits home more with health. Um, Mm -hmm. Being able to spend time with, uh, with your family and, and have them be healthy. That, that's what gra- that, that's, that's where I'm most grateful for. That's where my gratitude comes from. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have an amazing guest. He is uh, the founder of Shape and Foster, a really cool app that I've been trying out for a while and um, that, I, that I really love. We will talk a little bit about that as well, but of course, we will be talking about gratitude. He he is um, an amazing guy and also an amazing sportsman. So, uh, without further ado, here is Callum McGuigan. Hi, Georgian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I. I just realized that I uh, I could have asked you before how <laughs> to pronounce your name correctly. I just no, realized you... that in the moment. Uh, I hope I, I I did a good job. <laughs> you did you did a fantastic job. Um, you you nailed it. Sometimes people ask and and they still get it wrong. It's and I don't I don't care. I mean, people people are always going to get my name wrong. It's a difficult one, but you did it very well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. So. And let us know a little bit more uh, about you. You you have quite an interesting background, quite quite an interesting life, I I think. And I'm um, I'm really looking forward for you to uh, let our audience know more about you. So yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in Scotland. Um, I I moved from Glasgow to to Canada, Toronto, Ontario, about 13 years ago. So I'm 36 now. So essentially, I I graduated university and actually moved straight to Canada before my graduation ceremony even. And I came here for four months to to play rugby. Rugby is something I've always played, like I grew up playing it. And I absolutely, absolutely love it. I mean, in Scotland, it's probably the second sport to, to football or, or soccer, as, as you may know it as. Um, but I've played my whole life, came here. The cool thing about rugby is that you 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 kind of join a team of like, like-minded individuals like on arrival. You, you can go to any team in the world, really, and people are going to welcome you with open arms. There's a real community aspect to the sport. So when I came here for four months... It was only meant to be four months, but upon arrival, I met like 40, 50, um, 80 even, like male and female players who, who were in the club. 
and they oh. all just kind of instantly became very, very good friends. And after four months, I decided to go home and get a work permit. I came back and uh, then got a job with a work permit in Canada. And then I met my wife and I then started a business and, and slowly this whole idea of going to Toronto for four months to play rugby actually became like um, a massive like life life change. Um, it, it's now home and it has been, as I say, for for thirteen years. Uh, I know Toronto more than I than I know Glasgow now. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And um, yeah, I think you you've pointed out something uh, really beautiful. The fact that uh, you were welcomed with open arms and there was um, this community and I think it's it's one of those things that that matter quite a lot for us humans to, to be part of a community to be part of a team for me uh, like I said in in the app I, I love the the question that you asked uh, in the beginning like what what did you want to become when you were a child and uh, I wanted to, to become a, a football player yeah and, um, one of the reasons is actually because I love being part of a team and I love um, being able to focus with my teammates on a goal. And um, I, I love it when I can contribute to the team and we all make it, you know, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's something uh, wonderful about, about this energy. And, I, yeah. I completely agree. I mean, I think that, I think that team sports, um, I mean, there's so much to be learned from from team sports. And when you're a kid and you're you're playing team sports and you're growing up, you're not really fully understanding to it. Um, but it definitely teaches you about teamwork. It teaches you about I mean, gratitude for for your teammates, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. It teaches you about the the force that a group of people aiming and striving for the same thing with the same common goal, it can become a force of, of nature, really. Um, and you get to share camaraderie um, along the way, and you get to share laughs and stories and, and memories. I often think, I mean, when I think of sport, like the more um, solitary sports, like tennis, for example, which I, I love watching tennis, but I just can't imagine, although they're they're fantastic athletes and, and sports men and ladies, but to be a top tennis player, I just can't imagine it's the same fun, positive experience as being like a top athlete in a in a sporting sense, or or even just like community athlete like, like I was. I only played at an amateur level, um, but yeah, there's so much to be learned. And and just to kind of bring that forward a bit, something that's kind of interesting as I think about um, how how sport can can really teach you lots of things. When I studied sports management at university. And one of our lecturers once said that the sports management students were the laziest students throughout the course of the year. But when it came to a test, they all got super competitive <laughs> and, and their results would kind of shock the, the lecturer every time because there was something to kind of to, to aim towards. So, yeah, I think that sport has definitely had a massive impact on my life in, in many ways. I can totally see how how that would be. <clears throat> it's um i think it's it's one of the things that uh we at least here in romania we we're not learned uh we're not taught in school we don't learn in school um we usually focus on individuality like in getting good grades and getting them usually by ourselves and 
Um, it's all about uh, being the best uh, without actually helping others. It's it's about you and about you being the best. And uh, one of the beautiful things about um, sports that I, I just realized that I learned by playing sports is this this part of being a team player and being um, helping other people reach the same goal as mm-hmm. as you have. And I think this is an important part of education that I I would love to see more of in, in Romania and in the world as well. Because in the real world, you're going to need to be part of a team one way or another, part of a community. And if you if you're just about yourself, that doesn't work that good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. So um getting back to our topic, um I'm really curious about your definition of gratitude. Like how do you see gratitude for yourself? I think um, for myself, I think the older that I get, the more grateful I become. Um, I think that now that I've got happily married, I've got two sons, and that that's a that's enough for me. Like ha- having like a, having a family is is really is everything that 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 I'm I'm grateful for, and it's it's not it's not where I would have thought my gratitude would have come from at a younger age. I thought it would have been more aligned with success and potentially like financial gain. But now I'm I'm 36 years old. And I mean, especially in times of like COVID and stuff, I think the gratefulness really just um, hits home more with health Um, being able to spend time with, uh, with your family and, and have them be healthy that that's what grat that that's that's where i'm most grateful for that's where my gratitude comes from and that kind of aligns somewhat to my like own kind of personal development journey of the last day uh, of the last few years which i won't get into right now we'll talk about it later i'm sure but um i worked uh, i worked I had, I had a previous company called Fervent Events, um, we're a marketing agency in Toronto, been in business for 11 years, and not enjoying my work that much towards the end of, of, of that business, the last two years, was definitely having like an impact on uh, my happiness and my patience around my family. And that was part of the reason that I kind of got out of that business to start something completely new. Because family is is really where my gratitude comes from now. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It, and I and I totally identify with that that journey, especially for men. I think um, success is something uh, very important. We want to be able to provide. We want to be able to be strong. And uh, one of the ways in which we can do that is by actually. Um, experiencing success in one form or another, but when we when we think about it, um, we are most grateful for and we feel more most fulfilled when we uh, when we think about our family, our uh, the people that are close to us, um, mm-hmm. even our friends, the people that actually uh, bring meaning to our life and. Yeah, I think it's it's an important part of uh, being balanced and being yeah. a, a whole person. 
And I think that, I mean, I, I don't want to be morbid, um, but I think that a way to kind of identify with like what you want out of life is to fast forward your, your life a little bit and imagine yourself older and maybe maybe even sick. And I say, I don't want to be morbid, but mm-hmm. when that time comes, hypothetically, let's say you're, you're 80 years old and you're, you're, you're not doing too well, are you going to look back in life and wish that you had more money to buy more cars? Are you going? <laughs> are you going to look back in life and wish that you you went on more? I don't know more unnecessary dinners and holidays. Like, or are you going to wish that you spent more time with friends and family and shared more memories and connected more with the people that you loved? Mm-hmm. And it is a kind of it is a kind of morbid way to look at it. But it is something I think of, to be honest, because I mean, I I really chased, I really really chased, um, like financial, like that that kind of financial freedom, that whole aspect, that whole thought of financial freedom. I chased that, and I'm I'm in a very fortunate position, and I'm I'm right now, and like the, the business did well, but I stopped short be- before burning out. Because I, I could see that I, I was going to get to a stage where to get to that point was going to come at a consequence of, of losing something else. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And even in in this um, in this search for financial freedom or financial independence, um, what what I've seen is that, or at least what I've experienced is that, rather than chasing passive income. For instance, mm-hmm. I would much much rather much rather work for something that has meaning because um, when you have passive income, I, firstly, I, I actually don't believe in full uh, passive income, but that's another story. Um, I, I think that having something that has meaning uh, that you're doing, that you're making a difference in the world is much more fulfilling that than just receiving money from an asset or from different kinds of assets. Yep. At least this is my my experience until now. I I completely agree, and that I mean again, just that's kind of w- w- where I've been the last few years. I mean, so so I I mean I started a business in Canada, Fervent Events. We listed. Uh, I started with four thousand dollars, so one and a half paychecks and built it from the ground up obviously um, i worked a part-time job in a call center six hours a day and then went home and worked in this new business for six hours a day this was about 11 years ago i started this business we did it did very well i mean um, the business grew and we listed twice on the growth 500 which is canada's fastest 500 growing companies and wow. the company hit hit four million dollars in annual revenue so we're working at places like costco like so some really established brands that, that we represented and then about two years ago i i stopped kind of enjoying this work and there was many reasons for for me to kind of stop and enjoying it but one of those reasons was I, it kind of dawned on me as a marketing agency and we're a small business we had eight full-time employees but then we had a, a multitude of part-time employees across Canada because we did like 
in-store sampling, street teams, pop-up shops. So we had like hundreds and hundreds of part-timers, but we're still a small business. But it dawned on me that, like, who am I impacting? Who is this? Who is this business truly impacting? And it started to kind of play at me a little bit. We had a massive, massive opportunity uh, about about two years ago with a big tobacco company. And this would have been like a $12 million contract over three years. So it was a ton of money. And of course, like we bid on it, we went for it, but we never won the business. But I was almost grateful we never won the business. <laughs> and, and, and it started to kind of, I started to realize the bigger opportunities here that, that we were getting, it was things like big tobacco, quick service restaurants. Am I going to feel good about encouraging people to eat a burger and fries? Am I going to feel good about encouraging people to smoke? So this definitely started to play on my mind in that business. That kind of went hand in hand with my own personal development journey, which came with uh, about two years ago, basically. I, I was drinking quite a bit, not like every day, but every every couple of weeks I would go out and I'd go home at a crazy hour, like four or five o'clock in the morning. And I had a, I had my first son at the time who was two years old. And I, I had something on with my son the next day. Um, I got home like a Saturday night and I was uh, shouldn't have been driving the next day. I got home like four or five o'clock in the morning. I was up at eight o'clock in the morning with him. Got him in the back of the car to take him to his first day, little like rugby practice. It was just a bunch of like kids running around, not, not really playing rugby. It was just like a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking forward to this for ages. I was driving him to the rugby and I had like an anxiety attack at the wheel as I was driving. And mm-hmm. it was just dreadful. I mean, it was a 10 minute drive and it felt like 45 minutes. I had to kind of like pull over a wee bit got to rugby and there was other parents there that were bright eyed and bushy tailed and I just kind of thought that's what I want to be that's who I always thought I was going to be so I kind of like stopped drinking after that um I only drink every maybe three or four times a year now like the last couple of years and then I started to get my fitness in check and I started to basically go on a personal development journey a few years ago at the same time as starting to enjoy my my work less and a big part of that culmination was to your point, like wanting to do work for good, wanting to kind of create a business which is more mission focused and more mission based. And I had a realization that my business that I was doing, it wasn't mission based. And, and, it, and it was just like, who am I affecting here? Who am I impacting? When COVID struck, we stopped, the agency stopped making money for, for a couple of months, obviously. Um, but it was almost like the best thing because it gave me this opportunity to sit back and be like, I don't even want to do this anymore anyway. Like, I don't enjoy this. <laughs> and the thought of COVID ending and going back to this business, like this was in like May or so at the time and there was rumblings of everything will be back. It was like a false dawn as, as we've had many with COVID. Everything will be back to normal in June or July. And I was thinking, I don't want everything to be back to normal because then I've got to go back to work and I don't like this business I've created. So mm-hmm. my own personal development kind of, it kind of like was, it was a mishmash of my health, my happiness and um, my work all kind of like coming to a head. And that at that point I chose to, to sell the business. I got out of it to start something completely new, which as you know, you're, you've been a member in, and 
I, I love that you're, that you're active in the app, but that new business is Shape and Foster. And the new business is uh, is much more mission focused. Yeah, I, I love the the whole story, and I think many of our listeners can identify one way or another because we've all been there. Um, many, maybe just parts of it, but uh, we know how it is to be in um, in such situations and uh, to make decisions that are right for us even though maybe on the outside it, it looks like we're crazy and that we're doing something that just doesn't make any sense maybe for for most people but uh, i think we we know best what's what's inside of us and what makes us happy and yeah like like you said if we think about doing the same kinds of things for 10 or 20 years um it's it's much better to know that uh, we've done something that has meaning for us and for other people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think it's it's an important part of actually getting to 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 create life that we can be grateful for. Like we can create more gratitude by choosing by making decisions of this kind that that actually fulfill us much more. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. I mean, I think that it may be a tough. There may be times that it's tough to to take the option that is um, a little bit less. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but 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 to kind of go down the path that is kind of less defined, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But 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 it make but it make but it makes you feel better about what you're going to be doing, and uh, your moral compass is just. Uh, is is not getting stretched as much i i think that there's there's a lot there's a lot of positive positivity that can come from that definitely and tell us a little bit more about shape and foster like um how did you uh put it together how did you choose the the topics that your experts focus on so i mean shape and foster just your listeners fully understand it's it's a lifestyle development app um, it's also available in web browser. So lifestyle development, you could also just think of as personal development. Um, you pay for a membership and in turn you're taking on a 12-month journey of lifestyle development from six experts, each of who have curated courses specifically for Shape and Foster. So the six experts are in areas important to a healthy heart and a healthy mind. Obviously, there's more areas it could be, but I had to kind of narrow the focus and the six experts that I went with were an athletic trainer, a nutritionist, a mental health professional, a life coach, a financial planner, and a yoga instructor. Every 30 days, new course material becomes available in the app, and all content is consumed via video. So there's a reason that TED Talks last 18 minutes in length. TED Talks obviously realized that 18 minutes is the optimum time to keep somebody's attention. All the videos in the app are, are essentially 15 to 20 minutes. So you've only got to consume two to three hours of video every single month to learn about fitness, nutrition, mental health, life coaching, finance, and, and yoga. And the key term is really actionable insight. You know, a member is going to get opened up to knowledge that can impact their life by learning and forming habits. Um, 
I mean, it's it goes for 12 months because I thought that you can't do all this in four weeks. You can't do it all in eight months. It, and it took me it took me two years to, and I'm still I'm still in development mode. I've still got lots more to learn. But I just went through a personal development journey of two years to be happier and to get in a in a more grateful place and to to be open to learning. So the twelve months, the the, the purpose is really that a slower paced course will ensure longer lasting results and enable you to to learn little pieces of information, actionable insight that you can insert into your life quite easily with no no fuss and with without having to like do some wholesale wholesale change to your life. An example of like actionable insight, I don't know if if you have done uh, Tanya De Silva's month one video yet for, for mental health. Um, but her month one, she talks about um, the drill down method. So this is a 15 minute video and she's talking about, Tanya's talking about the why and how of your emotions and just kind of explaining to you how your emotions work. Something that I've, I've never personally really considered. And she talks about, this thing called the drill down method. Often when you get upset or you get annoyed, um, the surface reason that kind of triggered you, that got you all upset and all annoyed, it's not the reason that, that you're truly upset at all. So you have to drill down a second time and ask yourself a second time, okay, so why am I really upset? Then a third time, try and go a bit deeper. And a fourth time, try and go a bit deeper. And then a fifth time, try and go a bit deeper. And 99% of the time you get to that fifth time of like drilling down, it's not that surface reason that got you upset at all. So it's kind of understanding your emotions more. And that is actionable insight. I've used that. I've used the drill down method once or twice already when I've been a bit kind of upset about something. And after doing it once or twice, it's now just kind of enabled me. I don't even have to go like drill down five times. I get upset with something and I know straight away, okay, that's not even why I'm upset and I'm cutting straight to the straight to the chase. So it's a very, that's a very simple thing. It's just one example of the sorts of actionable insight that you're going to learn inside the app from, from one of the, the many professionals. Yeah, I love this. I think it's very actionable and I'm always about this being practical. It's not just theory or philosophy, but it's actually something that you can do and that can improve your life mm -hmm. because this is what we all want to, to do to improve our life and to, to make it a bit better. And I, I honestly, I don't believe as much in challenges as I believe in these kinds of small habits, you know, small changes that we make. For instance, like you said, with this example in 2021, um, one thing that I want to do is to be more aware of my emotions and to do this exercise whenever I get into a, an emotion. That one thing can have a huge impact in our life, much, much more than just going for, okay, I'm going to change something radical right now, mm -hmm. but that doesn't actually um uh, go for for more than I don't know seven days or thirty days or something. Like yeah. That. Well, this is uh, I mean this is definitely a very education sort of based um, community. Like I mean our, our experts are all kind of educating you in in their profession. So I mean the mental health professional, she also does like 
as well as like the why and how of your emotions. She has videos about a life balance audit, you know, understanding the mind and body connection. Uh, our life coach looks at things like mindset, essence versus survival, working through self-sabotage. Nutrition looks at small changes that you can make to your diet, easy recipes, digestion, fridge staples. It's, there's lots of knowledge to be gained. It's all very educational. Learning about it, um, again, to, to bring it back to community, one cool thing about it is that there is a massive community vibe to the app, to Shape and Foster, because there's lots of people in there that are learning alongside you. And there's a news feed, which is essentially just like any other social media channel where you can comment on people's posts. You can ask the experts questions. You can engage directly with the experts. Um, So there's a community aspect, which definitely helps the whole learning process. But yeah, I mean, I, I I think that inserting small habits into your life is just more... Um, it's just a more kind of a honest approach because how many times or have you have you thought about a diet or or you've done a diet for example and you've looked amazing in three months time but in in nine months time you you start to kind of feel like you you're back where you started. This this isn't about this isn't about a quick a, like be your best self for two months. This is about try and try and listen try and make some changes try and insert some of this knowledge and 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 embed it in your life forever to continue moving forward with exactly this is this is my point as well i think it's it's much more powerful and much more valuable for us to just get some ideas like these and implement them and like you said have them for the rest of our lives and this is what I um, what I think about gratitude as well. Like there are different ways of doing this, and there are small ways in which you can improve just a bit, and it can have a huge, huge impact in your life. So, I also know that you you have a, a free trial for for our listeners. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about that? Yeah. Um, so everyone gets a fourteen day free trial. So. If you go to www.shapeandfoster.com, you'll get a 14-day free trial. You get to stick your head inside the app, so to speak, um, or, or the web version. See if it's for you. Be part of the community. Observe the community. You know, Look at a few videos. You'll, you'll get all the month one videos. You get it all for free. After 14 days, if you choose to stay on, um, which I think you will, I mean, I mean, we're having some great feedback so far from members. It's $299 USD per year or $29.99 a month. So essentially, the annual price is uh, 12 months for the price of 10. But everyone gets 14 days free, so there's no risk. And inside the app, there's no adverts, there's no algorithms. It's it's just a, a positive community of people all wanting to improve or seek assistance with their lifestyle. Yeah, that that's beautiful. And I'm there as well. Uh, once you join, we, you can say hi. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Calm, for being here with us and for sharing your story and um, the things that uh, that you're grateful for and uh, for putting this beautiful app together for our listeners and for for the world 
Thank you very much. I'm, I honestly am I'm, I'm very grateful for, for the opportunity to be on your, your podcast. Um, I've listened to a few episodes, and as I said to you, Georgian, prior, I just love the name, like the name, the Gratitude <laughs> Podcast. I, I don't think it's it's so memorable, and, and it really encompasses what, what this is all about, and um, I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.